Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. The AEW Continental Classic Tournament kicked off this week on AEW Dynamite, and I'm about to take the piss out of everything in this tournament. What's going on, folks? Welcome back again to Snug Wrestling with me, your host. My name is Edgar. And Tony Khan announced at the AEW Full Gear Press Scrum that this tournament is going to be a sports-based, it's going to be hard-hitting and made all kinds of promises, and it's going to be a point system because... Because this point system that Tony Khan is using for this wrestling tournament is the same point system that is being used in soccer. So in soccer, you get three points if you win, one point if you tie, and zero points for a loss. So Tony Khan's idea to make a sports-based wrestling tournament is to use the same point system that is being used in soccer. Now that's good and everything, but when it comes to soccer, I know a thing or two about that. So when Tony Khan mentioned this and the reason why he's doing this point system I literally had to laugh because you can't use the same ideas in soccer for wrestling it's just not the same thing it just does not work you can't just create a random tournament for a random cup or a random championship out of the blue in wrestling just because they do it in soccer in soccer you can get away with just creating tournaments out of nowhere and make random events out of nowhere because they work in soccer because soccer fans they're so passionate they follow their teams everywhere and they support their teams no matter what tournament they're playing in no matter what cup it is no matter if it's the smallest cup that doesn't even mean anything the soccer fans are there supporting their teams and wrestling fans they're not that passionate it's just not the same we're talking about soccer teams these guys have fan bases that go down from generations to generations the soccer team that i follow i grew up on from my dad and his dad and his dad's dad and we've been following the same team for years and years and years my whole entire family follows the same team my cousins my uncles everyone so no matter if it's a friendly game if it's a tournament if it's a random cup that doesn't really matter that no one's ever heard of we we're there we're supporting we're watching so it works to make a random tournament for soccer and soccer fans because they will support their team no matter what it's not the same in wrestling you can't just create a random championship or a random tournament and expect the people to get behind it it's not the same sport it just doesn't work in wrestling so let's get started with this AEW dynamite because we had three matches for this tournament the continental classic tournament and i have a lot more to say about this tournament so let's get into it aew dynamite chicago illinois let's go the first match was Swerve versus Jay Lethal. It's good to see Swerve is okay, still standing after going through hell versus Hangman Adam Page on Saturday at Full Gear. The three belts were out there on display on ringside. They really created an entirely new championship belt just for this tournament. Keep in mind all the other belts that we already saw on this show. Well, we're going to be seeing one more title being added to all the titles that AEW has. Swerve 
Swerve defeated Hangman, so he's definitely going to beat Jay Lethal. In a different situation, a match between these two will be very, very interesting. But Jay Lethal, he is booked, and let's face it, in a losing situation here. Again, like always, in this opening match for this tournament versus Swerve Strickland. Swerve Strickland got the win and gets three points because he did defeat Jay Lethal. Who would have figured that one? And the first match of this tournament, predictable. Orange Cassidy, Hook, and Shibata, they're out there having an interview. And these all three guys, they all have their own championship belts. Shibata has a title from Ring of Honor. Hook still carries around that FTW championship, which it still hasn't been established as a actual real championship in AEW. The FTW championship has been held by Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, Hook, and Jungle Boy. We haven't even determined if we can consider this FTW championship an actual championship, a real championship, but we're creating more titles anyway. But it still does not feel like a real championship because it hardly ever gets defended in AEW. But then this interview with these three champions gets interrupted by Wheeler Yuta, and Yuta tried to cut a heel promo and keyword tried and tried to intimidate these three guys again keyword tried mjf and adam cole get an in-ring segment mjf is the longest reigning the youngest with the most successful title defenses for the aew world champion and mjf calls facts and says jay white is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world and um i don't know about that one mjf has people in the palm of his hands this entire promo and mjf he's one of the best talkers in wrestling today other than christian of course and also over on the other side la knight and adam Adam. Adam Cole breaks more bad news. He's still recovering and he's going to be MIA for a while. During the promo, the fans in Chicago kept giving Adam the Roderick Strong yelling Adam's name chants. Everyone in the arena just kept yelling Adam, Adam. And this is why I love Chicago fans. They just get it. MJF and Adam Cole address the devil, the masked man. And when MJF finds out who that is, the guy in the devil mask has all hell to pay. And as soon as MJF says that, the man in the double mask appears in the Titan Tron doing his impression of an evil laugh. Samojo also shows up to ensure that MJF honors his deal and receive his payment that Samojo rightfully deserves since Samojo helped MJF retain the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships at Full Gear. But instead, MJF tells Samojo to blow him. But that's the old MJF. The new MJF are scum back he would not say those things according to adam cole and adam cole encourages mjf to face samojo that is kind of sus why would adam cole be so interested in samojo getting a match versus mjf now adam cole did a good job of explaining this you're a new person that's not you anymore you're my best friend and my best friend is a man of his word but i think that's all bullshit i'm calling bullshit on that adam Cole is looking mighty suspicious here and MJF gets all fired up and he buys into everything Adam Cole is saying and says fine let's do it tonight Samojo me and you AEW World Championship Chicago right now let's go but Samojo says nah let's do it 
at World's Ends on the pay-per-view December 30th because Samoa Joe, like a lot of wrestlers nowadays, they want their opponent to be at 100%. Samoa Joe does not want MJF to go on Twitter the next day and make up excuses talking about, oh, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready yet. So Samoa Joe is going to protect his property until World's End. And it's official. MJF is Samoa Joe's property, a.k.a. his little bitch. But we are going to be seeing MJF versus Samoa Joe number two. And that I am really looking forward to. We get a six-man tag team match. Hook, Orange Cassidy, Shibata versus the former JAS crew. And Orange Cassidy has a big announcement, a Thanksgiving surprise. And it's Danhausen. Danhausen makes his super massive surprise return. The comeback of the year of the entire 2023. Danhausen is back in AW. This is going to be a game changer folks this is exactly what AEW needed a real needle mover wwe watch out shibata was in this match for the sole purpose of promoting his ring of honor match tonight that's going down in ring of honor other than that i see no other reason to randomly have this guy in a random six-man tag match in aew dynamite shibata gets tagged in and the first thing he does is he lets jake hager hit him literally tells him come on hit me and i'm like you freaking goofball the point of wrestling is the complete opposite you're supposed to hit them and you're not supposed to let them hit you and excalibur loves saying shit in japanese every chance he gets he would have mentioned shibata's name kontiari shibata Danhausen pulled out the jake hager purple hat and cursed jake hager and that got a big pop jake hager sold it like he was shocked and this match was comical and i feel really really bad for hook adam cole has an interview he gets interrupted by roger strong adam adam man that never gets old that is still hilarious to me and adam cole broke up with roger strong on live tv in front of the whole world roddy you are not my best friend anymore roddy and i'm like oh poor roger strong boo and we go back to some serious business finally because we get the tnt champion christian cage please daddy christian save us all from this show for goodness sake christian tells luchasaurus to take a knee because christian cage blames luchasaurus for losing their match at full gear and he's going to give luchasaurus a new name and i was thinking i was hoping yes let's give luchasaurus a new name let's give him a fresh coat of paint let's get rid of that mask and let's give him a different persona a different personality other than a six thousand year old dinosaur and his new name is going to be kill switch nick wayne also gets a new name and his name is the prodigy Nick Wayne and I know for a fact WWE and Roxanne Perez are not going to be happy about that but they should have trademarked that because now Nick Wayne he's labeled the prodigy as well and Nick Wayne's mom shows up the nameless lady that claims to be Nick Wayne's mom and Christian Cage rips her a new one like Christian Cage cut the meanest nastiest heel promo on this poor lady Nick Wayne's mom but Luchasaurus stands up to daddy Christian for a second and tries 
tries to defend Nick Wayne's mom, but instead, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage decided to attempt to hit Nick Wayne's mom with the concerto. And Luchasaurus went from trying to defend Nick Wayne's mom to, I'm about to hit this lady with two chairs over her head and break her skull in half. And Nick Wayne was literally just standing there watching, telling Luchasaurus, yeah, go ahead, crush my mom's skull. I'm waiting. And he's just standing there in the corner watching along. But Adam Copeland comes out for the save and gives Nick Wayne the concerto instead. Christian Cage is on the stage holding the TNT Championship and it seemed like we might be getting Copeland versus Christian for the TNT Championship down the line and that I would be all for that. Anna Jay has an interview with the former JAS crew and Anna Jay is tired of all of these buffoons because they just been acting crazy lately. I mean one guy he's fallen in love with Ruby Soho. The other guy he's worried about some purple hat and then the other guy he's just really really loud yelling all the time they have just been making Anna Jay's life really complicated and Anna Jay she just wants to wrestle the second match for this continental classic is Roosh versus Jay White Jay White just went toe-to-toe versus MJF in the main event of the pay-per-view no way that he's going to lose this match versus Roosh Jay White comes out with the guns but the guns get ejected right before the match starts because one of the rules of this tournament is there is no outside interference this is just a one-on-one and no shenanigans are allowed Roosh my boy from Tala Jalisco is way more physically impressive than Jay White he's a real straight shooter in theory if Jay White went toe-to-toe with MJF Roosh should be the world heavyweight champion right Roosh at the start of the match tells Jay White come on and reach for Jay White's gonads literally Jay White did a little hop and a skip because he was like hey Roosh what are you doing trying to grab on my balls because I don't think he was expecting that now most Hispanics like myself I know what Roosh was trying to say here and I know why he did that and I know why he reached for Jay White's balls but I know how for other people how that might look a little odd for those of you who didn't understand that and were weirded out by that Roosh was basically telling Jay White to hit him harder and use his balls no not hit him harder with his balls but like it's how that saying goes put your balls into it you know what never mind let's move on and i love watching rush wrestle this guy he is so snug like roosh actually believes he's in a real fight so i believe he's in a real fight and even though this match is predictable as fuck and jay white is obviously going to win i can still watch this match and enjoy it because it's not just a spot show match this is a fight jay white won with a low blow and a switchblade and the second match of this continental classic is another very 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 predictable one ricky starks and big bill we get a video package of them attacking chris jericho after the media scrum at full gear chris jericho maybe shouldn't have confronted the world tag team champions at that press scrum and maybe this wouldn't have happened to poor old jericho rj and renee they award tony storm the aew world championship like it was an acting award and tony storm gives out a big winner speech thanking everyone that helped her get there but sky blue interrupts this great tony storm segment and walks by tony storm on her way to the ring and gives tony storm 
the look. The look usually happens when they're trying to tease a feud or a future match between two competitors. And don't tell me they're going to put Sky Blue versus Tony Storm. No way. Sky Blue lost a three-way match at Full Gear. I would assume that Sky Blue would not be in the conversation of a world championship title. But it is AEW and I could be wrong about that. And speaking of three ways, Ruby Soho versus Anna J versus Sky Blue. Another three-way women's match this is sky blue second three-way in a row anna J is also another one that we don't really see wrestle a whole lot or maybe i should said i because i don't really watch rampage and this is where anna J has been wrestling mostly is on rampage we don't really see her on collision or dynamite anna J is a strictly rampage girl and this is actually going to be a fun match to watch because ruby soho is the most uncoordinated wrestler in the world so it's so fun to see her wrestle and i love this match it was absolutely everything i hoped for it was such a car wreck and oh sky blue won by the way and it looks like they're gonna keep giving sky blue these wins together in that conversation versus tony storm wardlow has an interview and renee has a pretty good question that we've all been wondering when it comes to wardlow you say you're after mjf but what is taking you so goddamn long and wardlow's response was the world does not revolve around mjf i'm gonna do it when i want to but i'm like wait a minute actually the world does revolve around mjf at least in the wrestling world in aew because everyone is after mjf but then wardlow gets interrupted by ar fox and wardlow takes down ar fox so we're probably going to be seeing ar fox versus wardlow and i hope that this is going to be a good match but we'll see and the main event the third match of this continental classic tournament and poor Mark Briscoe, he can't catch a break either. I thought this tournament was going to be to uplift a new guy or someone different, but the same guys that always win are winning in this tournament as well. How is this tournament going to help anyone? I don't think it is. This tournament is not to give us sports-based wrestling matches. It's not to make the company or the matches more prestigious. It's to push the same guys that Tony Khan has been pushing since the beginning of time. John Moxley, Jay White, Swerve. This would have been the perfect opportunity to give someone new that actually needs it an opportunity. Moxley, Swerve, Jay White, they don't need another push. All three of these men were all on the pay-per-view. They were all in angles. They all had feuds. And I get that these guys have to win because they're established and it makes sense for John Moxley to beat Mark Briscoe. But here's an idea. Don't put these guys in the tournament. This tournament should have some of the guys that are Lost in the shuffle to give them something to do like a Wardlow, Keith Lee, Jay Lethal, Mark Briscoe, Hobbs, Hook, Buddy Matthews, Daniel Garcia, Ethan Page, Johnny TV, Josh Woods, Santana, Ortiz, hell, even Nick Camarado. If you gave me a tournament with all of these guys that we hardly get to see, you're at least going to give the people some unpredictable matches. You can have them have some good matches. This is actually real 
real sports-based matches. You get to see these guys show the people what they got, give them the chance to let the people get behind them. But no, instead, let's put Moxley over there instead, and let's give Moxley the wins and Jay White the wins, and let's push the same guys that we've been pushing over and over and over again. These three opening matches was a really, really rough start to this sports-based tournament with a soccer point system. We do have some good people in this tournament that I'm actually looking forward to see, like Andrade. Andrade is a good candidate to be in this tournament. Someone who can actually use the spotlight. But hopefully the next round of matches for this Continental Classic tournament gets a lot better because, man, these three matches were just very predictable. But let me know what you guys think. Hit me up. At Snug Wrestling, thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon.